yeah, quick rundown on the uh, week two pick six pick em pool. Um, yeah, again, we had the same entries as last week. So what did we decide? That was 10 altogether. And uh, yeah, so Team Vito. So now we're 12 out of a possible 12 we're working here. So two, there's six games a week, two weeks in. Team Vito is sitting at top, the top with nine points. Buffalo Pollocks and Hackenberg sitting there with eight. You, Big Fish, so the boys in black. TDs, boys in black, and going to Disney at seven. Number Crunchers and Honda Killer at six. And the lowly Purple People Eaters and Green Wall sitting at five. So not a lot of shuffle up from, from last week, except the uh, Number Crunchers fell down a few spots. And uh, the Buffalo Pollocks went five out of six this week and moved themselves up and do a tie for second place. Nice. Five out of six. Good picking week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how much I've had in the last two weeks. So need to do a little more studying, it looks like. Hey, note to everyone picking this week, uh, don't pick me nine times, okay? <laughs> what? Uh, I think I think nine out of ten teams picked me. That was a bad decision. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. My week one uh, masks that decision, I think. Yeah, yeah, you kind of did a first to worst thing this week, didn't you? Well, I'm good at that. Went in the league and then last in the league, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true, Luther. This is just a mini version of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, so what are you we'll... saying you're going to spring back up this week so everyone should pick you? Uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, standings right now in the champions division. TD has posted another win to go 2-0. Team Vito also 2-0 which means number crunchers and the purple people eaters both lost going out, going to Owen two in the minor league, the Buffalo Pollocks outpaced. I think everyone this week went two and O or went to two and O the boys in black also won going to, to two and O meaning the green wall and Hackenberg both lost dropping to Owen two. And then in the toilet brigade, that's where it was different is all of the teams in the toilet brigade are one and one. So Honda killer got the big win last week. And the Big L this week. Same with Legion of Boom. And then the opposite for going to Disney. Got the win this week, lost last week, and maintenance woes as well. So, or maybe vice versa. But, yeah, they're all one and one. So, it's all knotted up in the toilet brigade. So, you got to feel bad for the green wall, right? I mean, that was a little bit. Almost made a comeback again. Yeah, that was uh, quite the game there. Oh, two weeks in a row for Mitch, too. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, he might not like Monday Night Football anymore. Oh. No, he does not. <laughs> but, Luther, for the record, we don't feel bad for him. Well, I mean, I get that's coming from you Buffalo guys. You feel bad for him. It, it, it is. He's a fellow Eagles fan, so I kind of feel bad for him. What, that he's an Eagles fan? No, yeah, no, me too, no, I no. guess. No, no. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I feel bad for myself. Hey, you got more Super Bowls than the other two guys on the line here. That's true. That is true. I think that's what keeps the games exciting, though. Monday Night Football. When it's going oh, yeah. down to the wire, like that—that—that's why we play. I always say, like, like I had a big, uh, a large win here. You know, I—I I, I was never in question of any. So football would have been boring to me last night. Not boring, but you know, not not glued to my phone except for Survivor. But yeah, uh, yeah, th- this is why we play, right? Oh yeah, that a little bit of excitement, a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, no, if if you won and lost. Every game by 50, no one would be looking at it on Monday Night Football. You'd just be watching the game. Right. Yep. Oh, Ian, bonus. We forgot yeah. about this. What's that? We had we had an offline we had an offline podcast question 
by somebody, and, and we gave him good advice. Yeah, we well, we did. Fisher was asking us about the lineup. We we did, but to be fair, they all three scored within a point of each other. So doesn't matter. We we still gave them the highest score. Yeah, we did. So congratulations to us. Absolutely. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, call same time. All right. Um, this week it was my purple people eaters up against Team Vito. The predicted outcome was I was going to win by 21 points. But the actual outcome was I lost by 42. That's because the predicted outcome didn't see Trey Lance and Jerry Judy going out in the first quarter of their respective games. So pretty disappointing one there. Yeah, and I'm sure you know this by now, but but you should have started to. That might have worked out. But hey, that's all right, because that's probably my plan for the rest of the season now. But yeah, so on Jeremy's side, Lamar Jackson, I mean, overall, his team did well. You know, he put up 190 points, I think, 180 something. Um, so big game for Jeremy, but on the back of Lamar Jackson with a 40 something point effort. But yeah, Jeremy put me down pretty easy there. That was, uh, yeah, it, it's like with anyone, everyone who's played fish in particular, we know what it's like to have a player go out right in the beginning of a game and throw your whole week off. It sucks. That's the name of the game, though. I'd love to see a fantasy platform that came up with a sensible way to handle substitution. But until there is one, relying on doing it manually with the commissioner or something just isn't really feasible. So we play the game that we got, you know. Absolutely. Um, Next, we had the Show Me Your TDs taking on the number crunchers with TDs favored by 34. And in the end, they won by 68. So, wow, that's a big one there. Yeah, that's. You got it in the notes, sir. Chiefs just off to a slow start. That that team ain't that bad. And yeah. it was just a big week out of a lot of my players. Yeah. It's really easy to look good when you're getting and two of your receivers go all go for forty points. That like, certainly helps you pretty win. Pretty easy sailing then. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny is even with that big win though, you and uh, the number crunchers, formerly uh Hokies fan for life, you guys are two two all time playing each other. And your average points differential per game is only nine points in your favor. So that, that means that the number crunchers and, and Hokies fan, because those that's one franchise that just changed names, must have whooped you pretty good a few times in the past if a 68-point win just barely got you back above even. Yeah. I, I can't completely remember, but yeah. Next up, we had the Green Wall taking on the Buffalo Pollocks and what was the game of the week? Buffalo Pollock's favored just by one point. We sort of talked about this one a little bit already, but uh, in the end, Buffalo Pollock's pulled it, pulled out a, a squeaking victory, finished on Monday night football, and won just by six points. I mean, that really came down to the wire. But that also put it so the Buffalo Pollock's are 4-0 and lifetime against the Green Wall now. So I don't know, Mitch, you're going to have to up your game here when you take Steven off. Man. And Steven going 4-0, dad, dad just barely kicking you out week one. Tough beginning for Mitch. Yeah. Again, Luther said, feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him, but, but hey, these seasons <laughs> happen, Mitch. There's still the scoring thing. You might be all right. All right. And it's one of the few times the game of the week lives up to be the game of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that one that one really was. That You know what, though? That's awesome. That's two weeks in a row where – at least the craziest of us in the league have been huddled around the phones Monday night trying to figure out what was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. I was just going to say, I was watching Monday hoping that I erase a 50-point deficit. So 
Well, a 50-pointer, you erased a lot of it. Your game was a lot closer than that. But, yeah, we, we are going to get there pretty quick. Um, yeah, so next we had the Boys in Black versus Hackenberg. Boys in Black were favored by 38 and won by 21. So that one sort of went as expected. But this is an interesting one here. The Boys in Black now are 4-1 and one lifetime against Hackenberg, but their difference in scoring is less than one point a game. So B&B's been squeaking out some really narrow victories. If they're four and one, so that means they tend to win it, but they won by 21 this time, but lifetime, they're only five points scored higher total than Hackenberg in those matchups. So those are maybe some games that have, well, I mean, it's fantasy. You don't think, oh yeah, back when I played them back in 2022 or whatever, but, uh, or at least you might remember that as your team, but we don't, you know, I don't remember the time boys in black played TDs in 2021. But those have got to be some games that those guys have watched pretty closely throughout the years. So that's uh that's pretty damn tight. Less than a point difference per game between them. So that they've probably had a Monday night or two that they've been up watching. I would imagine. All right. Next, Legion of Boom taking on going to Disney. Legion of Boom was favored by twenty. Going to Disney won by twenty nine. And uh yeah, basically it was a so far a pretty disappointing start for Russell Wilson as a Bronco. And uh, along with that, is is Curtis Samuel the sleeper of the year? I mean, can we crown him in week two, or do we have to wait? Uh, we got to wait, but he's off to a really nice start. And I mean, I've always had a, a liking for Curtis Samuel, and I know you really don't, but he's having a really nice beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, I got stuck with him in the in the survival league, and man, I sat him week one, but I tell you what, I didn't sit him week two. I mean, he was... I don't know if he was quite that low, but I mean, we're talking borderline Paris Campbell territory here for, for me. And man, seeing him come out and play <laughs> exactly. like, that, like that, that's something. Congratulations for him. Because I mean, talk about reviving a dead career. Now it's it's Curtis yeah, Samuel. Filled with injuries. On, yeah, he, he could do this two more yeah, he's times. He probably got a hamstring injury right now. Oh, yeah. No, it, I mean, I still think it's probably coming, but still, congrats to him. I mean, Rashad Penny is another good example of that, but. And it just goes, even when I'm critical of these guys, I, I don't want any of these guys to fail. I love it when I'm wrong and they come back and do this kind of stuff. I think it's great for them, for football, for all of it. But it just doesn't happen that often. But but it did here, so good for him. And one piece of advice for going to Disney, Jeff Wilson can bring you a championship. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm winning off the back of Jeff Wilson. Did you have him on your championship run? I started them in the championship. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, you Luther. How's that? <laughs> you know what? We we've all got we've all got those. You know, I keep talking about how I was starting Quan Treadwell last year in my championship round. Yeah. Two dollars. I'll have those because it's never happened for me. Well, as it has, just in a different way. I was just gonna tell Luther two dollars if you can tell me who Jordan Todman is. Yeah. Uh, screw you also, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the same thing happened to Joe, but in reverse with a guy that used to play in fantasy leagues with us. Started Jordan Todman that I don't know if Jordan Todman's mother has ever heard of that guy, but he was a superstar that day. Yes, he was. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Then the final game of the week. I got a good prediction in the finals if I'm in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know where to put my money on that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the final game of the week was maintenance woes taking on uh, Team Honda Killer. Maintenance Woes was favored by three, and they wound up winning by 18 points. So not a blowout, but not as close as 
as I'm sure you had hoped. I mean, you probably didn't want it to be close. I know Luther, but uh, that's a team that has your number. Maintenance woes now is five and one against you lifetime while averaging just 168 points per game, including this week where they scored 157. So Honda Killer, you tend to uh, crater pretty bad whenever you're up against maintenance woes here. Yeah, I got to change something up here. Um, Yeah, looking over the matchup, but just my Monday night guys didn't do great. My Sanders looked decent, but, you know, again, Jalen Hurts took away his touchdowns. You know, same old stuff from him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Alberto not on the same page with Rush yet, so yeah, me a zero. Yeah, that one was pretty disappointing. I know and that's funny. I, I traded Alberto to you, but earlier in the offseason, I had picked him up with I'm sure the same thought you had. Like, yeah, it sure I mean, seemed I thought his, his path was clear, but you know, who knows? They yeah, had like three, three, four guys there or whatever that they used week one, but <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Um, you know, you know, you have to be careful not to overreact too much in week two as well. It's so yeah. early. Yeah. So another thing I started uh, this week and going to continue doing through the season is I'm actually taking stock of how many people are picking each team in the pick six and keeping a record if the crowd is right or wrong. So for an example, all 10 participants in the pick six pick them shows you to win your game this week, Joe. And obviously you did. So that's one point for the crowd. And then all 10 pick boys in black to win their games, who also did. So there's another point. And so for the unanimous picks, where everyone picked the same player, that was a 2-0 start. And so it's funny that the unanimous picks were 2-0, and then there were two split decisions where six six people picked Buffalo Pollocks to win, and six people picked going to Disney out of 10. So six six versus four. And the crowd was right on both of those as well. But then, like uh, Honda Killer alluded to earlier, in the heavily favored games that weren't split or unanimous, eight people picked me to win my game versus two picked me to lose, and then nine to one for Honda Killer. Both of those picks were wrong. Right now, I wouldn't say that that the group is any better than average at picking who the winner is going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the data is pretty clear of what it shows. It's a very, very small sample size, but I guess I was just kind of explaining more than the results right now is sort of what I'm doing. And and that, frankly, was one of the reasons for starting the pick six last year and kind of trying to do it, is being curious about how good we are collectively at at picking these games. I mean, are you guys both familiar with uh, how ADP works, average draft position? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they aggregate. You know, this guy got picked number one by 500 different people, so he's number one in ADP and whatever. This is kind of looking at that same power. Again, small sample size because there's only 10 of us doing the pick them. But there's been some studies about NFL pick them leagues and how successful the millions of people that play in them are at predicting games and stuff. So this is just a miniature version of that that I'm having some fun with. Right. All right. So really quickly, last week's. Uh, Free agent advice. Uh, I had recommended two players, <laughs> Kenyon Drake and uh, and Zay Jones. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the L on Kenyon Drake, even though it was a protracted recommendation. He turned in 0.8 points this week. And yeah, at this point, I, I would say he's unstartable until you see different. Uh, the second offensive guy I'd thrown out there 
Zay Jones came in with 4.3 points, which isn't completely useless, but isn't great either. So I'm kind of holding off judgment on that at the moment. Uh, meanwhile, Joey, you recommended Robbie Anderson. That one, 1.2 points from Robbie. I don't know if you want to take a victory lap on that one or not. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and call that one an L for now, too. So we ain't off to a great start there, guys. At least on offense. No, I, I'm just going to guess that uh, our offensive picks for this week is not going to be like much better. So I guess let's touch on that. Um, starting out, let's both, instead of just doing every position, um, let's see if you guys have any uh, free agent recommendations for this week. I, I think if we both... I don't. There's nothing great out there for for the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. How about you, Honda Killer? Anyone that you would recommend to people? Uh, I did have one, but uh, I think he was, well, <clears throat> maybe one to watch out for as long as uh, Cooper Rush is the quarterback, maybe Noah Brown. All right. Uh, I saw he looked like he had a lot of, uh, watching that whole game, looked like he had a lot of confidence in throwing him the ball, and he came up with some big plays in that game. So. Sure, sure. All right. And it might be so something Noah Brown's that, had two two good point weeks. Yeah, I mean, it could be well, just one of those things where you might want to just pick them up for, you know what I mean, just trying to play. Like, if you have wide receivers where you don't have just, oh, you're going to let them in your lineup, maybe if you're playing matchups or something like that. Sure. Yeah, like a pickup and stash like, kind of play. Yeah. Yep. All right. Were you trying to sneak one in there, Joe? I didn't hear. No, I, I'm just kind of looking to make sure I didn't really uh, miss anything. Uh, Ashton Dolan had seven targets last week. Good game, five catches, seventy-nine yards. You're just, yeah, you're you're, you're scrimping a little bit here, I think. Yeah, like yeah. No, nothing's completely jumping out on offense right now. So I, I've got one, and it's because Carson Wentz is a Washington Commander now, and a couple of years ago, Logan Thomas was really starting to break out as a tight end, and then he got hurt, which he missed all of last year, and he's back this year. His snap counts in week one and two have increased. Started off with uh, 62% week one, up to 73% week two. And both weeks were honestly pretty decent. Week one, he put up seven points. And this last week, he put up 12 12 and some change on five targets, which for a tight end is not too bad. And so the other thing that makes me really take notice of this is let's look at the times in the past where Carson Wentz has actually had success on the team. It's almost... It, well, I was going to say not almost. It's always involved a higher-end tight end. I mean, Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz is a good court, uh, a good tight end. But I don't think Zach Ertz was ever really on the level of Travis Kelsey and, you know, the other guys at, at that tier, you know, Gronk when he was there. But he was always picked as a top three tight end, and really because Wentz focused on him so much. So – that's just a little bit interesting, you know, that you got this guy, his involvement in the offense is is increasing. It shows you that he's probably gaining some confidence coming back from the injury, an uptick in snaps, an uptick in production. Yeah, I, I just think that might be someone that you want to take and, and grab hold of before he has the big game and everyone's trying to grab him. Because there's been some pretty disappointing tight end play in the league so far this year. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But that that's every year a tight end to and again, I, I always say like everyone has one like everybody else, or the yeah. rest, same as the rest of us have. 
But again, if you can get him cheap and he sneaks up to be number six, that's a win. Big time. And, and I guess that's why I'm pointing him out. He's older, so I mean, you're not going to have him for 10 years, but, but who cares? He's yeah. the older prospect and you know, keep him for the year or two that you're going to have him. Yep. So I'm definitely going to say this with, like, especially the offensive free agents. The fact that we're just not even picking someone right now or, or having a hard time even finding one, uh, that, that, that's a testament to how we want to work everybody else is actually doing. Like, yeah. people got these people rostered and everything else. Like, last year, I just feel like we had a little easier time, you know, at least having something for almost every position at times. Yeah. And, and this year, it just it looks much harder. So, kudos to everybody on running their team. Like, they got these people picked up. They got these yeah. guys on their team. So Yeah. Yeah, no, the resources are getting swallowed up for sure. Which, you know, that kind of leads us to our public service announcement, 132302, that we do several times a year. There's no benefit in having empty bench spots or empty roster spots, you know, on, on your team. Like, if you're looking down there and you see at the end, of you just got three blank roster spots on your team. Yeah, there's lots and lots of guys out there that are, are available for a dollar that could be the next Eli Mitchell just sitting on someone's bench right now. An NFL bench, I mean, that, you know, go by your scratch offs. You never know. Every now and then those things win or they wouldn't make them anymore. Oh, absolutely. So I do have one uh, other quick question, actually. It's just because I ran into it today and I totally forgot to bring it up. Sure. Um, but it may help somebody else, too. So when as far as the taxi squad, mm -hmm. uh, you can't add somebody midseason to that? No. No, so the way the taxi squad works is exactly that. It's you can move people in the first two years of their NFL career on and off it as much as you want the off season. But once kickoff happens in the Thursday game before the season starts, or when the season starts officially, the taxi squad, you can still take players off it, but you can no longer add players to it. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Oh. All right. So our week one success. So, real quick. Not, not, not a suggestion for an offensive player, but I, I suppose I'll ask the question to you too. Daniel Jones deserved to be on a roster at this point. Two weeks of about 18 points. I mean, he's he's knocking on the door, if not, you know. Um, yeah, it, I'm not comparing the two necessarily, but you look at the transformation that you had with Allen under Dable, and then you see a poor man's, a very, very poor man's Josh Allen and, and Daniel Jones. I mean... He's not as good now as Josh Allen was before his transition, but he's the same style of quarterback. So you know that Dable can build an offense that accentuates what he can do. It's probably something worth thinking about. I mean, look at my team. I just lost Trey Lance. I need the best of the rest that I can throw out to be my backup for, uh, you know, bye weeks and stuff coming in behind uh, Tua. Now that I mean, he's my new de facto starter. So, like, Daniel Jones, for me, would actually be a pretty good pickup. Um, I'm sure there's probably some, a couple other teams out there that could use some quarterback help, but I'm the most obvious one for me right now. Yeah, I'm just posing the question. I'm not even suggesting him be a pickup because I, I am not high-end Daniel Jones, but just asking the question. So, as I went quarterback shopping today, and, and granted, I'm looking for my third guy, but three weeks ago, you know, last season, even in the preseason, I would not have considered having Daniel Jones on my team. When I went quarterback shopping today, I stopped and, you know, looked at information about him and 
what his numbers look like. I, I did my research anyway. So, and that wouldn't have happened a couple of weeks ago. So I, I think that the tide is changing there a little bit. All right. How about you, Honda Killer? You ready to dad Daniel Jones? Uh, I mean, after negative two by Matt Ryan, maybe just for a <laughs> filling, maybe for when Patrick Mahomes on a bye, but. Well, yeah, that, obviously. Like, yeah, I mean, I think like it could be like a one week stash for me or something like that. But other than that, I have. I just don't have any faith in any of the Giants team right now. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. I, I actually I, I think I would more want to have I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but like Cooper Rush or Joe Flacco. But I mean Zach, Zach Wilson's coming back, so Joe Flacco actually not be a good one. But I'm just saying for that uh, a fill in role, not for a you know, dynasty. No, of course. We know what you mean. Uh, I got you. Yep. Cooper Rush just be a running back. Would that not be the right name for a running back? Yeah. Would yeah. be. I mean, he might have more rushing yards than Zeke this year. So. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> oh, this is awesome. We didn't even have to say it, Fish. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. All right. I take that back. He's only had one attempt for two yards. So, but anyways. Who? Who? Zeke or Cooper Rush? No, Cooper Rush. <laughs> Zeke's not too far past that, though. All right. So, despite, uh, despite our, our struggles with. Uh, Trying to pick needles out of the haystack on offense there. Did anyone take the time to tabulate how we did on our uh, our defensive challenge for the first our first try? I I mean just for I mean I think you guys brought up some good defensive guys. I mean I went out and actually got two of those guys um, just because I thought I needed to 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 being in a rebuild and all that kind of stuff. I think I needed to go out and get a couple more pieces to try to be competitive even trying to do a rebuild. So sure. All right, so just a quick recap. Last week, um, for our defensive linemen, we recommended Ochenna uh, Nwasu from the Seahawks and DeForest Buckner. At linebacker, I picked out Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals and Christian Kirksey from the Texans for Joe. I picked out Jonathan Owens, the safety from the Texans. Well, Joey picked out Harrison Smith of the Vikings at safety. And then I tossed out Austin Calitro from the Giants. Well, Joey picked up Leighton Vander Esch for our all free agent starting defense to see how we would compete against the actual defenses out there. And uh, in the end, on for our defensive line, Nwasu and Buckner both scored five points apiece. Jermaine Pratt also scored five. Christian Kirksey scored 11. Jonathan Owens scored eight. And Harrison Smith scored 13. Austin Calitro scored two and a half. And Leighton Vander Esch scored 11. So in the end, that all totaled up to 60.5 points on defense, which tied for fourth on the week. Wow, really good. Which is like pretty better, better than average. Better than average, Joe, but is it a little bit sad that our strongest position was defensive back? It is. How much we <laughs> downplay them all the time? Yes, <laughs> completely. Yeah. But no, so we just scraping off the top of the waiver wire, we managed to uh, – Managed to put together the number four defense on the week. And I got a question for you because I know what the answer for mine is. What's that? Did, was your defense ranked higher than fourth this week? Oh, my defense was really bad this week. No, I was not higher than fourth. So we both put together a free agent defense that was better than either one that we have? Yes, we did. Just clarify. Yeah. So that went so well. I actually think that we should do it again. I, I actually think that's awesome, man. Yeah, good picking. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little excited about that. 
fuck yeah, we should do it again. All right, so there's three of us this time. You gonna uh, you gonna draft with us there, Hobby Killer? Yeah, I think I'll do that, and then I think I uh, I'm gonna have to sign off after that. But yeah. Okay, so we're picking All a total right. of, picking a total of eight players. So why don't we do this? We'll do I'm gonna pick two, and then you guys are both gonna pick three. Okay. And I'll pick. All right, fair enough. I'll pick the linebacker for Joe and the flex person for Luther. And then you guys pick the other three of the four positions there. Does that work? Yeah. So I'm, pick, I'm picking a flex, a defensive back, and an alignment. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. And then Luther, you're picking right. everything but a flex. So I'm picking lineman, linebacker, DB. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Ian, Ian, we'll let you go first. Well, we'll start with uh, defensive line. So are we going defensive line? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with uh Hondi All right. Okay. Um I I think I'm gonna go Chris Jones, defensive lineman. All right. I like that one. He's uh he's one of those players that's always right there and, and plays well and then has a few down weeks and gets cut and but uh he is in NFL terms an absolutely fantastic player. So we're going I with do like him. that pick. A little yeah. up and down, but he can ruin some games for people. Oh, he did last week. He did. All right. So, Chris Jones is on the roster. Who's next, Joe? All right. We talked about him a little bit last week. Um, I knew a little about him. You brought his name up, so I looked more, looked more, looked more. Go with Charles Harris. Interesting, isn't Another it? Another nice, solid game. Yeah. 52 yeah. snaps, 64 the first week. You know what? 8.7 and a half. I'll take that on my defensive line. Only Absolutely. 27 years old. I like it. And the redemption. Uh, one year prove it deal to kick. Well, that's the thing. A redemption story for Dan Campbell, who seems to redeem everything he gets in contact with. So that's even another layer to it that I read more about in the last week. And it makes me like him even more. Absolutely. All right. Going next. Honda Killer, you're up for a linebacker. I, I got to tell you, I got like four. So. <laughs> Yeah, go go ahead and uh, no no you go first you go first it's no rush I do like that Charles Harris pick too because uh, he has a linebacker defensive lineman tag yeah I I do um, believe he's actually playing the outside linebacker if I'm not yeah. mistaken he, he is yeah you know what we'll go with uh, Nicholas Morrow linebacker for Chicago all right I like that one I gotta say he's one of the guys that was on my list not the guy I was gonna take so that works but. Uh, Anything about Moro? I, I do like that pick. He's always been, he's been always been a good linebacker. Yeah, I just think you know he's only twenty seven, um, so that definitely helps. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about him, but uh, you know, just going through some stats that are provided, uh, you know, through history and stuff like that, doesn't look bad. Like uh, he had a good season, uh, or I guess decent season for Las Vegas. So yeah. Yeah, so he was an ascending guy for the Raiders that got hurt last year and missed most or all of the season. I don't remember which. But uh, missed. It's like he missed all, all the games, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, he's one of those safety linebacker tweeters that was playing, uh, dropping into safety at times and then playing on the weak side as a linebacker. And, uh, yeah, he he was kind of – well, you saw he, he – had a really good year, got hurt, and then lost his job. So he was kind of always one of my my speed dial guys because no one ever seems to want to pick him up. He's always out there on waivers and he always performs. So that's a that's a good combo when you're looking for a, a linebacker to pick up. 
But yeah, so I'm up next. And actually, I had three guys that I was looking at. And so I'm, Morrow was one of them. Um, the next one, going from bottom to top, is actually Drew, Tra- Drew Tranquil. Um, but the reason that he's not my guy is I'm a little bit concerned about his playing time. I'm not really sure what's going on there. When I was following it, I, it seemed like he was on the field a lot probably because they kept calling his name because he was making play after play after play. But when you actually look at the snap counts for Tranquil, the numbers aren't that actually that high. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it's just enough to keep him from being the guy that I'm going to pick here. And I'm going to move back. And this is a recurring theme that I talk about all the time about the traditions that teams establish. And it just seems to crop up over and over and over again. And one of those going back in recent history, is the middle linebacker for the Panthers. And I'm not saying this guy's the next Luke Keegan. Like, What's that? I like this pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying this guy's the next Luke Keekley. No no one is. I mean, he was one of the best to ever play the game. And then followed by Thomas Davis. You know, for a while you had, uh, oh, Shaq Thompson. Now he's moved to weak side, though. I mean, you just, again... You see this, you see it building, you see a guy build up a little bit of momentum, and then boom, he's there, and he's the top producer. And this Frankie Louvu, who has never gotten very much press, but he's always just kind of hung around. He's been with the the Panthers for a couple of seasons now. He was a good contributor last year with them, and it sure looks like they've moved him into the full-time in the the middle linebacker role, and and he's doing something with it. So that's the guy that I'm going to pick. And sometimes I pick these guys simply because I want to put more emphasis on the lesser known guys. But in this case, the more known guy, Tranquil, isn't getting the snaps, which makes me snaps are king on defense. You can't tackle anyone if you're on the sidelines. This guy's playing every single play and he's making plays. And so I'm picking Lulu over Tranquil. That's my my guy at linebacker. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good pick. He's been a part time player and he's produced for all these years. Now they seem to give him the role. And like yeah. you said, volume is everything, right? So yeah. when you're on the field, that is that's a good thing. Well, and they're having them pass. I, rush. I do like this pick. So I, I like I always like the guys, actually on defense even more than offense, that managed to work their way up to being a full time player. Thomas Davis was actually that way too for them. But uh just something about them. They play with a different intensity than than the high round picks that have always played. And so when you see one that makes it, it's usually a really good thing. They work harder. They don't They don't know when it's going to be their last chance to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably a, a good explanation. All right. So next up, uh, defensive backs. Who's going first? Luther's the guest. He can go first. Uh, I actually have two DB. All right. My, my radar. Uh, I'm going to start with my one that he's probably not as high just because of his age and without looking i don't know what his salary would be but um and it's gonna sound like because i like the eagles but i like darius slay i mean he, he he's not he's a lockdown corner but i think he's always involved in plays knocking down passes he gets picks and he always has uh you know a chance to take one to the touch uh to the end zone so i, I like darius slay but that's probably not gonna be my pick but i like him as a mention there sure well, you know, he, go he's, he still makes plays because he's he's not an elite corner for right. people. Yeah. 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 So that that's why you should pick him up. <laughs> I'm just 
that's actually it. Did you ever hear that story that Matt Patricia told him he wasn't elite like the actual great corners in the game uh, when he, he was in Alliance? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. You know, anyway. I, I, that flew right over my head. So Yeah, no, that's all right. But so I interrupted you. Go ahead, please. No, you're good. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Marcus Williams for Baltimore. All right. Um, uh, you know, looking back, I mean, he, he, you know, it is history. And uh, it looks like he may have his best year if he – I mean, he's obviously not going to obtain what he's done in the first two weeks. Probably mm-hmm. not, but uh, I still think he's probably set for maybe his top season, and he's only 26. So Sure. All right, Joe, off to you. What do you think? I, all right, so I always dig deeper at these guys, right? I always try to pick out the guy that's on the field and just makes tackles. So I'm I'm believing that – his name now? Um, I can't Sorry. No, this is ribbing. Uh, I think Jerron Cur- uh, Curse is still hurt. I'm going to go with Donald Wilson, Donovan Wilson from the Cowboys. That strong safety position there in the Cowboys, especially the last couple of years, has seemed to be very strong. Donovan Wilson's playing all the snaps. Ten points first week, eight points second week. Um, I-, I-, I like them guys that produce consistent tackles, and he's just one of them in the middle of that defense that I really like. I should probably ask this question, Ian. Are we – can we take the same guys we took last week? Yeah, absolutely. As, as long as they're still on in free agents. So not the ones like Luther picked up a couple of our guys from last week. Not them. Okay. Let's scratch Donovan Wilson. Let's just stick with Harrison Smith. All right. Yeah, we can definitely do uh, that. He, 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 produced, he produced again. 11 yeah. and a half points first week, 13 the second week. Like, and he's on the field all the time. Just All so this let, guy does is make plays. Just to let you know, he's in concussion protocol. Uh, on, a sh- on a short week, too. Okay. Yeah, let's scratch him. I, I don't. Fair enough. Okay. We'll go with we'll go with Donovan Wilson, then. Yeah, I just like the guy that makes the tackles and curses out with the knee injury. So. But I still think he could be a yeah. good pick right. for somebody to pick off the waiver wire, though. We did establish he's 40-some dollars, and I'm thinking that's what's oh, scaring that's people. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 But, but we – we don't take salary cap into consideration when we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, but again, like we said last week, even for a $40 defensive back, if you've got 70, not even 70, 60 or more dollars of cap space, who cares? Like, you just put them on a one-year, use them all up like the NFL teams do and cut them at the end of the year. It's still fake money. You don't have to dig out your wallet to keep them, you know? I mean, if you could spend $40 of fake money to get an advantage – to win the championship or get you to the playoffs, so be it. And then if he's on a one year and you cut him halfway through the year, that cap hit goes away at the end of the season. So you really didn't give anything away. So if you look at him and that's the hang up, then you should do what you can to get past that. Oh, absolutely. Like you said, it's just fake money, guys. Girls. Sorry, Frankie. All right. Uh who's up? You all flex? Uh yeah. So we'll be flexes next. And we'd start with uh, me and you all are flex, right? Yeah, yeah. I stole Hondi Killer's flex. Oh, all good. I like here. Pratt's starting to worry me. He's not getting all the snaps. Who's that? Jermaine Pratt. I was looking at uh, him again. He, he's just not playing as many snaps as I would actually like. Yeah. Kind of like your Drew Tranquil pick. Yeah, yeah. Just where are they going with this? All right. We we talked about him last week. And I'm just kind of looking through here. Um. I think Anzalone is going to be the pick. He is getting the snap counts, 
and he didn't have a great, great week last year, but he's always on the field. And that yeah. team just seems to play hard. So I'm going to go with Anzalone this week. All right. Yeah, I like that one, actually. I mean, I get a little bit scared off by Anzalone because he plays on the edge some. Um, but he was a guy back when the Saints picked him up. He was a guy as a rookie that I thought had a bright, bright future. And it just never really came together for him in New Orleans. But it it kind of looks like it's coming together for him here. Yeah, and he's, he's getting the snaps, which are all important. There was a guy I talked about a little while ago who I was already pretty high on. And so I'm going to look past the snap counts for this and just say Drew Tranquil has taken over that spot and that defense to the point where I, I'm hoping that the snap counts continue to grow as his production does. Um, but in the meantime, he's still producing, whether he's getting lots of snaps or not. So that's who I'm going with this time. We're going to put Tranquil out there and see if he manages to take a stranglehold on that role. Yeah, uh, Murray's, Murray's snaps are decreasing. I, I have Murray, so I keep watching this. Again, not going completely prepared to cut him, but Tranquil looks like he's starting to take that job. Well, uh, Murray so only he had 27 snaps last week, so maybe okay. he's ascending. Tranquil looks like the better player out there so far. Yeah, and so week one, Tranquil ran, had 60% of the snaps. Week two, he moved up to 84. Meanwhile, Kenneth Murray in week one had 71% of the snaps. And week two, he dropped to 47. So it looks like the Chargers defensive coordinator agrees with my assessment. And at actually at 84% for snaps, I'm actually pretty comfortable there. 85 is my typical cutoff where I start getting excited about it. So, I mean, 84 is obviously as close as you can get. So, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with that one now. I'm going uh, tranquil. That's, I think we're going to see him take off and have a pretty nice season even. Barring, you know, barring the obvious the injury thing that we always have to give. But he looks like he's on his way to having a good year. Absolutely. And it, it sounds like uh, a couple of people on this phone should be picking up some of these players this week if they're the good advice is making the free agent defense finish better than their own. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I never mind giving it away. You're, you're going to see a bit out of Joe Adam one and two of these players. One particularly. Yeah. I... I'm slow to make changes right at the beginning of the year, but if I see, you know, like the Lubu thing, or or even Tranquil, both of those guys are, those are both the kinds of guys that I would go and pick up at this point in the season. You don't mind it for a couple bucks. Either either they're great, okay, or they're garbage, and either way, again, it's fake. It's going to be a fake $2. Yeah. And a whole whopping 20 cents if you cut them. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right, our defense is in. Yeah, so just a quick recap. We got Charles Harris and Chris Jones as our defensive linemen. Got Frankie Louvu and Nick Morrow as our linebackers. Donovan William, Donovan Wilson and Marcus Williams as our safeties. Then Drew Tranquil and Alex Anzalone as our, uh, our flex plays there. So last week, like I said, we tied for fourth place. Let's see if we get better this time. I think a couple of these players, at least my picks, might be a little better than what I gave last week anyway. Just after week one, it was hard to see, but I do think, like you had mentioned, I think Pratt might be trending downwards. But that's kind of what I was saying last week, is you see him have lulls like that in the season, then he gets dropped, and then by the end of the season, he'll be full-time again. Right. That seems like the player of Cincinnati always thinks they can get a better player also and realize yeah. that they can't put him back in. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So 
there we are with that. Uh, yeah, next we'd be moving on to previews. But are you sticking around, Luther, or you got to get going? Nope, I think I'm going to hang it up for tonight, but I'll uh, definitely listen to the other part uh, tomorrow, I think, is when you release it. Yeah, yeah, I try to get it out Tuesday night. Sometimes that's a little ambitious, but I'm going to go for it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Lu- uh, Luther, thanks for coming on and uh, spending some time on our bullshit session here. Hey, not it sound, it, uh, pretty professional tomorrow by the time you're done with it. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, and I just encourage uh, more people to get on. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like Joe Absolutely. said. Absolutely. I was excited to have you. Yeah. No, thanks for joining us. This was nice. All right. Hey, you guys have a good night and uh, good luck, but not good luck uh, next week. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Good. Thanks. Thank you, Luther. All right. See you guys. All right.